0: Welcome to
1: church. house, strange this? is like my, my living room extended. <laughs> I'm so, I used to do church in small contexts, and here we are back in the building again. It's so I don't know that you are know, so excited to be here. So, welcome welcome to those who are joining uh, online, live on Facebook or YouTube. Um, I'm so glad that you're with us as well. See a bit, talk to the camera as well as you guys. So, But it's so good to be here. Um, just to give you some words of wisdom at the start, you'll see that the layout the is, is very different. We need to keep ourselves socially distanced, even when we're having our conversations. We need to be masked up, which everybody is, well done. Um, and uh, we will be um, exiting through the fire escape, so just so that we're aware of that. And uh, there's some cones to kind of map the way out. There's a couple of loose slabs out there, so I wanted to just make sure nobody was tripping over that. So just so you're aware of that. Um, if anybody has any emergency during service, the lounge is our first aid room, is, you might have picked that up. Uh, so if there's anything that you need as well, Brendan uh, is wandering around. Brendan's our duty officer today, gives a wave, Brendan. Uh, so thank you to Brendan for doing that. Thank you to Jack for being on camera, for Lindsay for setting up. Uh, church online for the people who are joining us online. Sophie, she's working away hard on the media. Josh is going to be joining us in a little second uh, to play some music for us. We're not allowed to sing. We are going to do a song in just a little minute, but uh, that's going to be just a little bit different because we're going to be singing the song and you can, well, if you're singing underneath your visor, I won't know, but, <laughs> but we're not allowed to sing, unfortunately. But let's, let's just begin our time with saying a short word of prayer. Father, we just thank you that you are here with us today. Father, we thank you that where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are, in our midst, right in the middle of everything. And Father, even in our difficulties, you're right in the middle of our difficulties. You don't leave us, you don't bail out when things get tough. Father, when things get tough, that's when you make yourself known to us. And you're right there in the middle with us. And Father, we, we, we have known your presence in the last number of months. Through all the difficulties, through all the trials, through the stresses and the strains, through the times when we felt frustrated, through the times when we felt angry that we were isolated. Father, you have been with us in those times. And Father, we thank you for your grace, for your peace that sustains us. And Father, we just pray you'd help us just to know that today as we gather as church. For those who are gathering online with us. Father, we just thank you for every family, every every household that's represented. Lord, we just want to give you praise. We want to give you glory and honour. And so, Father, we just pray in ourselves today that you make your presence meet us. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.
0: Amen.
1: And, okay, Josh is going to come up and uh, join us. Josh is going to play. We're going to sing, or I'm going to sing a song. Um, it's entitled When the Music Fades. You, you may remember that song. Um, so, the whole thing is that... When we worship God, it's more than just music. There are times maybe when we, we can't sing the way we would like to, we can't do all the things we would like to, like today, but music is, is part of what we do, but worship is a whole lifestyle, it's a whole attitude towards God. Mm-hmm. And so worship is much more than singing. Worship is a way that we, uh, singing is a way that we express worship, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure that you'll be doing that in your own private times at home. But we we're going to sing this song just as uh, uh to, to try and minister to the congregation today and to those who are uh, joining us online. So let's Josh's uh, fireman guitar there. I'm going to take a picture. That side of the hole. This side of the hole. You need an ultra wide angle lens to get (laughs) it. So I'm going to just spend a little bit of time uh, praying. Um, I thought it would be good if we just had a few moments in the service where you could lift your prayers uh, to God. And for those who are joining us online, just time to lift some prayers to God. I, I, I kind of think the circumstances that we've been in have been really, really strange and unusual. Um, and I don't know if you, but I've experienced all sorts of emotions in the last five months. Um, sometimes fear, sometimes sadness, sometimes frustration, sometimes anger, actually. And so I've experienced all sorts of emotions, like I'm sure we all have, and uh, the circumstances that we're in are quite difficult and you know this is just it's the most strange experience of, of doing church uh, the, the way we're doing just now but it is a transition it is a, a phase that we're in we will at one point in time get back to uh, this building being full again uh, the way it normally is on a sunday but i thought we'd just spend a few minutes in prayer uh together then i'll lead us in a prayer and then i'm going to put up the lord's prayer and maybe we can say that together um, it's, it's quite an incredible prayer, um, we, we, we spoke about that in church online last week, the Lord's Prayer, and, and just what that means to us as we pray that, and we should pray that as often as we can, daily if we can, because there are so many things contained in that prayer that we need every day. I was thinking about the whole situation with uh, the stock quailing. Um remember back to the time when you went for a, a roll of toilet roll and <laughs> the shelves were empty and it made me think about this prayer when it says give us this day of daily bread i just kind of think there's something in that there's a there's a there's a dependency there's a a, a kind of statement of faith in that prayer that we pray every day give us today of daily bread it's that daily dependence on god and uh, who he is and what he what he gives us every day so let's just spend a few minutes just uh, in, in quietness and in prayer in the prayer of our own hearts and so we'll lead us in a prayer and then we're gonna say the Lord's Prayer uh, together which will be up on the screen, so let's just pray. we think about the last five months that we've experienced not just as individuals our families not just even as a local area or a country but father in our world we've experienced for our lifetime unprecedented times things which we have seen which we would never have imagined and father we we just reflect on the words of that hymn amazing grace it says that through many dangers toils and snares i have already come father we have known your hand sustaining us through difficult times and father we know that you will be with us no matter what happens in life you will be with us because you have promised to do that father you have said that you will never leave us you will never forsake us you will not leave us in a time of difficulty and father we just thought about that uh, fairly recently in one of the messages about the, the the poem about the footprints in the sand and father those moments in life where we go through the mill and where things seem to be really difficult and we are challenged and father we know that you're with us in those times father where there's those that one that single set of footprints going across the sand we know that it's your footprints when you carry us and father we thank you for that and lord we just ask that you continue to sustain us to strengthen us in our weakness in our fears and even the happy and joyous occasions that we experience as well father we just want to know your presence in our lives and so father we just thank you we thank you for this prayer which jesus has given us and we we, we pray that prayer uh, just now our father in heaven hallowed be your name I mean, God is good all the time. In
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, just a little minute, Sam's is going to come and read for us. We're going to read from John chapter 20. And uh, so if you're joining at home, it gives you a chance to look up your Bible as well. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to share a few things, um, just kind of by way of what's happening in church life, what's happening with the pastor as well. Um, we need to have our church AGM the end of September, so that we can get all that information sent away to Oscar, and so I propose that we have an AGM on the sixth of September. Um, we're in the process of just finalising that report, so that we can get that out to you, so you get a chance to read that. So we'll do that on the sixth Sunday, the sixth of September, and then usually we we'll do the kind of business part. We'll do that. Uh, uh, we'll do that in the building as we normally do, and for those who won't be with us or can't be with us. Uh, we will connect via Zoom as well, and so we'll be able to discuss the business aspects of of church, and really just celebrate what God has been doing over 2019. Um, it's a great report, and I'm sure you'll enjoy reading it when you get it. Um, and I'm just uh, as I'm, I'm thinking about uh, last year, I'm thinking about what, what this will look like next year. where we do a reflection of 2020? <laughs> and we pick blank sections in the report? <laughs> Coronavirus, nothing happened, coronavirus, nothing happened, no, that's not true. Um, so, the other thing that I was going to say is that we're beginning uh, to gather this church, uh, not just online, but gather as church as we are today, and uh, it's going to be a bit of a process, it's going to be a bit of a transition, but here we are, this is our first uh, Sunday back together in 23 weeks, it's just about 24 weeks now, Crazy, absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna be go looking over the next week while about how we introduce other things like uh, things that we do with our kids and our youth and uh, our, our groups and all the types of things that go on. Um, just as we kind of keep track of what's happening in the nation, as we keep track of the, the advice from uh, our leaders in our nation. And uh, I'm just indebted to Evangelical Alliance, let me just say that um, as well, and to Fred and Kieran especially, and the input that they've given us as church leaders. And so thank you to them and just some kind of personal announcements uh, on a personal role um, this has been uh, an unprecedented year it's been a challenging year and uh, it, it's really i, I think uh, COVID 19 has been an accelerator for many things things which were kind of maybe going to happen have just kind of we've we'll had to rush into them we had talked about doing church online and uh, we just kind of got dumped into doing church online uh, and, and at the deep end so there's been some of that has been really really great because it's forced us to learn things and just go on with things and we'll, you know things won't go back to the way they were in a sense um but it's accelerated other things and um when i was on the sabbatical in uh, 2018 uh, it was october 2018 um i really thought God was speaking to me about some things uh in that time, many things in fact in that time, and one of the decisions that I came to during that time was to step back from some things and to be less busy in so many different things and it's taken a while to enact some of those decisions but I have enacted uh, some of those uh, decisions which I made back then and uh, last uh, two two weeks ago almost uh, we had a food bank, Wesleyan food bank uh, Annual general meeting, and at the AGM, I resigned as a trustee of the food bank. And I've been involved in the food bank since its inception, um, but I just kind of felt now's the time to, to kind of step back from that. And next week, uh, no, sorry, next month, sorry, in September, at the ANSWER AGM, I will be uh, stepping back as a director of ANSWER as well. And there are a number of other things which are uh, in the process, things which I need to uh, let go hand on and all that kind of stuff Um, and there's a reason for that there's a reason the reason is i want to be able to focus my energy and time on the things which are going to allow me to make my best contribution both into the kingdom of god and into the church here and you know i I think part of that is developing and uh, working out the vision for the church developing leaders developing people and developing teams and uh, i think i need to spend more of my time helping others to do some of the things which I've been doing, and uh, that will at some point include uh, the chaplaincy work in the schools as well, so um, I- I'm looking to make big changes here as well. So it's really hard sometimes to let things go, I don't know if you like that. Um, Mary says that I can hold things. Um, I-, I-, I don't think I do. Um, I don't think I hold things, but she thinks I do. Um, and so when you're used to gathering things and collecting things, it's, it's the, it can be the same, it's just a it's a personality trait, um, uh, so it's hard to let things go and I found it really emotional actually, uh, a couple of Mondays ago, uh, just at uh, my last uh, food bank board meeting, it was a real challenge for me, um, quite emotional, um, but the reason for that is, as I have stated, I need to develop uh, things in the church and, and give time to that so what else am I uh, written down here um, so yeah that's that's in essence uh, the things I wanted to share um, so it's a time of change um, I don't know if you remember uh, me saying at the tail end of 2019 that we're in a new season it is a new season there are new things happening mm-hmm. and I need to be free in order to step into the things which I feel God is saying that in, in the new season that we're in as a church mm-hmm. I think it's a new season, not just for our church, God is doing a new thing in our nation and uh, I think really God has, he's not asked us to step out of the boat, he's went with that with the boat <laughs> and he's just tipped us all out, uh, so definitely a, a season of change and transition, so just, just some things I wanted to share uh, both with those who are gathered here and those who are, who are gathering uh, online as well, so Sam's if you could maybe come up and uh, read for us, we're going to be reading from John chapter
2: John 20. We're reading the whole chapter. Early on the first day of the week, when it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved inside. They have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind us and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well, as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They did not understand from the scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, what are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking that he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, May She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher, Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord," And she told them that He. And she told them that He had said these things to her. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood amongst them and said, "Peace be with you." After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciple told him, we have seen the Lord, but he said, unless I see the nail marks in his sand and put my finger where where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your fingers here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, Lord my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not sent me, yet they have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which were all recorded in this book, but these were written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life.
1: Three very different sets of circumstances and three very different responses and it made me think about a message today which I entitled, where has the church gone? Where has the church gone? Look around you. (laughs) Where has the church gone? There are three different uh, scenarios here and uh, it just made me think about the, the, the times that these people were living in, strange times. three three scenarios early morning with Mary later on with the disciples and a week later with Thomas and it led me to this title where has the church gone because what we're talking about here in scripture is the, the 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 fledgling church just before acts just before things exploded when the Holy Spirit came this is the fledgling church and we're going to think about them this morning you see Mary was searching The disciples were sitting and Thomas was sceptical. Three different scenarios three different responses. Mary was searching, the disciples were sitting, and Thomas was sceptical. It was Resurrection Sunday. Like it or not, the resurrection of Jesus is the great fulcrum of history. It's a turning point. It's It's also a polarizing event. It polarises us polarizes into two categories. Those who believe and those who try to rationalise and explain away the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we're meeting in person today, for the first time in 24 weeks, it's a resurrection of source. It's a resurrection of church. I don't know about you, I have felt quite nervous this week about beginning church in the building again. I felt quite nervous about that as we get closer to Sunday I started to feel excited because I thought it's like Resurrection Sunday, it's about God bringing us back together again And you know, I, I just wondered if those same three categories maybe existed today on Resurrection Sunday back then those three categories Mary was searching, the disciples were sitting and Thomas was sceptical are there people today perhaps who are searching for Jesus those who are sitting back quite comfortable with their coffee. Those who do church online maybe are sitting with their coffee just now. Don't get distracted. And those who are maybe sceptical, maybe those who for the last five months it's been a time where faith has been tested and a time where questions have been asked and you can become sceptical. I'm so glad the building is open again. Yes, it's going to be a time of transition. Yes, it's going to be strange for a while. And the big question is, where has the church gone during lockdown? Where has the church gone during lockdown? Where have you been during lockdown? Where have you been within yourself and in your emotions and all the things that you've experienced during lockdown? Are you still searching? Or have you been just sitting back nice and comfortable in lockdown thinking, aye. Are quite enjoying lockdown. I, I tell you something, mm-hmm. I did not enjoy lockdown. I, I did not enjoy lockdown. I like being out and about. And maybe for some, maybe for some that scepticism has kind of risen uh, during lockdown. And maybe some people who will not refer back to being in church. And this is the dilemma that pastors, not just in our nation, are facing, but across the world. Pastors across the world are facing this question, who will be coming back to church? Where has the church gone? Mm -hmm. This is the reality and and this is what I'm hearing from people all over the place. Where has the church gone? Will people return? The reality is that maybe some people would. I've said time and time again that the church is not a building, it's the people i've said this to our kids who come in uh, whether it's children kids or, or school kids who come and, and visit the church they want to see the building and i'll say it time and time again the church isn't the building the church is the people and that's true but that's not to say that meeting in person and meeting in this building isn't important because i think it is, this is our mission command center this is our place where we come and meet together and it's a place where we go out from together to Be salt and light in our world. And so don't say the building isn't important. This building is usually buzzing with activity. Kids' groups, youth groups, adults' groups. It's a place of connection, it's a place of meeting, it's a place where we come together. Where has the church gone during lockdown? Let's look at these three different responses. Let's look first at Mary's situation, the scenario with Mary. And let's remember that we're talking about Mary Magdalene here. Remember the Bible says that the person who has been forgiven much loves much. And then you, when you realise what God has done for you, when you realise how God has forgiven you, it makes you very, very appreciative. It makes you love more. And so it's interesting to look at the dialogue in this part of Scripture, which Sam's read out for us. Let's read the, a little bit. Verse 1, it says, Early on, the first day of the week, whilst it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. She went to the tomb. Early on, while it was still dark, John clearly records, while it was still dark. And in a place without street lights, dark is really, really dark. We used to go on holiday down to Delfrits and Galloway, to a little farm cottage there, And at night time, there's no street lights there, and at night time, you could do that and you couldn't see your hand in front of your face, It's so dark. That's how dark it would be here, unless you carried some kind of light with you. And such was Mary's search. She wanted to find Jesus. She wanted to minister to his body and put on the spices. This says something to me about Mary and her love for the Lord and her state of being at the time. Full of grief, full of loss. And we asked, Where is the church gone? This member of the church, this member of the church was out searching. She's out searching for Jesus. And the Psalms read for us, this is what she says They've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. And even after fetching the disciples, and Peter and John come,
0: and
1: they've been to the tomb, and they've looked in, and they've been in, and it says that they return home. Mary stood outside the tomb crying, searching for Jesus. What have they done with Jesus? And the angel says, as Sam read for us, Why, woman, why are you crying? And she says in verse 13, They have taken my Lord away, and I don't know where they put him. And then without realising it, she meets Jesus, who in verse 15 said, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Verse 15 goes on to say, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I will get him. And then comes this moment you that you emphasise that Psalms in you read. And I wish I was an actor so that I could read this and give it the feeling and make you feel what maybe Mary felt in that moment. Jesus just says, Mary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm used to saying that and <laughs> not in that way it's like, oh, Mary <laughs> for those who have been enjoying it they told them that's my wife <laughs> but in that moment Jesus says Mary he just says her name and in that moment it's a moment of realisation she realises that it's Jesus there must been something about the way that he said her name It made her realise this is the person that I've been searching for. I think about the tremendous power that's in a name. People recognizing your name. What's it like? You probably have experienced that when somebody remembers your name. Have you ever experienced that or somebody remembers your name? You go, they remember me. You know, it's like, wow, I'm important enough for somebody to remember my name. I don't know if you've seen the Spider-Man movie. One with Electro in it? Mm. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. People, well, yeah, some people have seen that. Where Electro, he's got this thing about Spider Man remembering his name. He's like, oh, he remembered my name. He remembered my name. He's so excited about it. We like it when people remember our name. We like it when people recognize us. We like it when we're known. We like it when we feel like we matter. And to Jesus, Mary mattered. And to those who are searching for Jesus, you matter to every single person. And Mary says this word, rabbi, and in the NIV it translates that as teacher. But this term, according to Wayne, was even more respectful than rabbi. It signified my great master. That's what Mary calls me.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> my great master. <laughs> and the same word, this, this same word. Bible, it's only used twice, it's also interpreted, it's also used by Bartimaeus to describe Jesus as Lord, Lord and Master, that's definitely not what Mary calls me,
2: (laughs) and as I read this,
1: I see a recognition for this woman who is intelligently searching for Jesus, the first person to meet Jesus after he had come back to life, and the presence of Jesus comforted Mary, The presence of Jesus comforted Mary. For those who are searching for Jesus, you will find him and you will find comfort. And in the Bible, and I've quoted this verse before, it says in Matthew chapter 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds and to him who knocks the door will be opened. Ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking. I think God is looking for people who are going to search Him out. You will keep on keeping on. Don't give up your search for Jesus. And there are those who, despite COVID nineteen and all that's been going on, are still searching for Jesus. Many searched them out. The disciples were sitting. Response number two. And it says on the evening of that day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the jews jesus came and stood among them and said peace be with you you know it doesn't say specifically that the disciples were seated but as i read this i just see as jesus came and stood in the middle them sitting it's just kind of what i see as i read the passage and as i read this particular verse what i picture it paints. It paints a picture of being locked down. It paints a picture of being locked away. We know what that feels like now, don't we? Why? They were hiding away for fear of the Jews. Imagine being locked away in fear of something that's out of your control. We don't need to stretch our imaginations very much. And then Jesus comes and he stands in the middle of them Right in the middle, and he's here in the middle of this church building. He's here in the middle of your living room or in your hospital ward for some inner congregation. Even if we're out in the country and we're watching this on our phone and we're using our 4G connection, Jesus is still there. And he comes in our place of fear and in our lockdown and he says, Peace be with you. Powerful. Jesus says to us, peace be with you. But even in lockdown, we can be surrounded by the comforts of home. Unlike Joseph, we thought about the life of Joseph over four weeks. Joseph was in lockdown, but he didn't have the comforts of home. Mm -hmm. We can be in lockdown and still have the comforts of home. We can relax, we can put up our feet, and we can sit back with a cup of tea, and we can still be relatively comfortable, even in lockdown. But in his book, I've been reading. I read through this book, "God in the Pandemic: A Christian Reflection on the, the Coronavirus and Its Aftermath" by Tom Wright. He says the danger with e-worship is that it can turn into p-worship, the Platonic vision of the flight of the alone to the alone. I found those words really challenging as I thought about church online. And as i thought about how impersonal church online can be, when you're just tuning in, when you can be surrounded by so many distractions, and when it can become that platonic vision of the flight of the alone to the alone, you know what it feels like. Has church been the same over the last five months, and not gathered? It's definitely not been the same. And yet, even in the midst of this, in the midst of the things that we need to avoid, as dangers of church online because the reality is that there are pressures in the world which are coming against the church which would squeeze the church out of the public domain out of the politics out of business out of the conversation there are those who want to squeeze the church out and say the church has no place let me tell you the church does have a place and does have a voice and has something meaningful to say. And in the midst of all this, Jesus says, what does he say? He says, Peace be with you. Peace be with you. That's what God says, time and time again. Peace be with you. It's a state of being. It's a state of rest, a peaceful, peaceful attitude. You've heard the term, what a state you were in. Have you ever heard that term? What a state you were in. It's usually a negative thing, isn't it? What a state you were in. and it may have been what happened in the night before. Uh, that we're talking about. I heard that term very often in Mitsubishi. Oh, what a but It was usually after a bad night out. Um, but peace is a good state to be in. And I'm not sure what image comes to your mind when you think about being at peace, or what words come to your mind, or what thoughts come to your mind. For me, as I think about peace, I'm a, I'm a kind of picture person, a pictorial person. And for me, it's a quiet place in the country with warm air and a gentle, uh, Sound of water rippling past, perhaps a fly rod in my hand, a gentle breeze,
0: the sound of a buzzard on the wind.
1: But it's more than that. It's about God being in the moment, being present in that moment. And the reality is that we can experience the peace of God even in the most difficult of circumstances. This word that Jesus uses here reflects the word shalom, which we find in the Old Testament. Which is not just about peace it's about well-being we talk a lot about well-being these days i think i'm thinking i'll probably explore this subject a bit more over the next few weeks this whole thing about well-being about peace what is your current state of well-being is it well can you say it is well with my soul we've sung that song Mm -hmm. and it's dead easy to sing it in church it is well it is well with my soul but when monday comes and we're at work and it's all on pair Can we still sing, It's Well With My Soul? When we're in the middle of lockdown and when we're in that massive queue and Q, P-E-Q, can we still say, It's Well With My Soul? When we're getting frustrated by lockdown, can we still say, It's Well? And Jesus comes in the middle of all that to give us this shalom, to give us this well being. You see, the disciples were in fear for their lives, they had been robbed of peace due to all that went on in the last few days. In mind, Jesus has been arrested, and we know the things that happened to him. He'd been put on trial, falsely accused, tortured, beaten, crucified, and then eventually led to rest in a tomb. And we can only imagine the grief, the sadness, the shock, the, the, the just being numb with pain of what had happened to Jesus, the things which the disciples experienced, and now Jesus stands in the middle of them to impart peace. And I I pray that there's an impartation of peace today to those who are joining online and for us who are gathered in the room today. And then Jesus hits them with it. It's more than just about the peace of God. Jesus hits them with it. He says in verse 21, As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Jesus comes to bring peace he comes to do more than that he comes to reaffirm the mission you see there's a mission to go on with it was jesus mission it became the disciples mission and now it's our mission as a church and there are times when we will need to be people who take risks we may need to get out of the boat and walk in water but in the scary, risk-taking, faith-stretching moments, we can still have peace. We can still know that shalom of God with us there in the, in the moment. A number of people have reminded me of what I shared at the start of the year back in January. On January the 5th, do you remember me saying that this year would not be business as usual? Mm-hmm. My goodness, I wish I had been
0: that.
1: <laughs> I had no idea way ahead of us. But it's certainly not been business as usual. And there have been occasions, and I don't know if you've experienced it, I would love to hear more of your stories um, about what you've experienced in in, in the last five months. There have been occasions where I felt I had to take some risks, where I had to be out of my comfort zone, where I had to be out of my house to minister to somebody. And we need to take risks sometimes i'm not saying we should be flippant about coronavirus that's not what i'm saying we need to observe the, the, the the kind of things that we need to do to keep ourselves safe but sometimes we just need to take a step out of the boat we need to take risks and this kind of second thing that i saw was that the presence of jesus called the disciples mary was comforted And Jesus now calls the disciples, he calls them to mission. This is his rallying call to say, it's time, it's time to go on with the mission. I'm back again, I'm here, I'm here in person. And we're a community, we're a community of people. Those who joined online who are not in the building today, we're still a community of people connected by a covenant relationship through Christ. It's Jesus that joins us together. He is the glue that is in the middle, joins us when we look at each other we should see christ in each other because he's the one who joins us together and we're connected through this covenant relationship called to be a missional community we are missional in nature it's about looking out not about looking in we're called to be salt and light to be healer to be comforter to be friend to be helper to be messenger to be bearer of good good news we are called to get out of our seat and get into action. The third thing that I see in this passage is that Thomas was skeptical. And this is what he says Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. I will not believe it. What a thing to say, eh? Thomas, who wasn't there later on on that first Sunday, that resurrection Sunday, but he was there the following week. And then it says in verse 26, a week later, after his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them, though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them. And what did he say? He said, peace be with you. A state of being, a state of shalom, a state of well-being, of a peaceful attitude, of a place of rest, of well-being. And Jesus specifically answered Thomas's doubts. What did he say? He says, Come and have a look. Put your fingers in the nail holes. Come and touch, come and see. And the presence of Jesus convinced Thomas. Convinced Thomas. Mary was comforted, the disciples were called. And Thomas was convinced that Jesus was alive, that he is who he said he was. None of them had realized what would happen to Jesus, but here he is. And Jesus says to them in verse 27, stop doubting and believe. He says to Thomas, stop doubting and believe. They say seeing is believing. Thomas was then convinced that Jesus was alive. And what was his response? His response was, my Lord and my God similar response, a similar conclusion to the one that Mary came to when she said Rabboni, which means great master. And maybe there are people tuned in today and you become sceptical, maybe you've become cynical or disenfranchised about faith, about church, about all that's taking place in our world. And I think Jesus would say the same thing to us today, to those who are sceptical, Stop doubting and believe. Just as we wrap things up today, let me remind us that Mary was searching, the disciples were sitting and Thomas was sceptical. I wonder today where we are, where is the church on, where are we in relation to the things that we are reading today? Are we searching? Are we looking for Jesus? Are we seated? Have we sat back? Have we taken the place of comfort? Have we taken the place of ease? Have we become sceptical about who Jesus is and what he's capable of doing? Where are we in relation to Jesus? Are we up early? Now, I know that being up early isn't everybody's cup of tea. Some people are night owls. We were just talking about that the other night. Some people can get up early, it's just not how their body's wired. But are we, figuratively speaking, are we searching for Jesus at that quiet time, that place in our day where? There's no distractions in where we can find Jesus. Are we searching for Jesus or are we sitting back and taking our ease? Let me be really, really clear about this. And it's a message uh, for all of us, including those who are joining online. I understand people live in difficult days. I understand that there are restrictions uh, on our movements, on the way that we can move around. We need to be wearing Masks and do all these things. Coronavirus has serious consequences for those who take it uh, lightly, for those who are flippant, and so I'm not suggesting that we uh, flaunt safety and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, we have a mission to go on with. So I'm not having a go at people who are not flocking back to church. For months, we've lived with the realistic understanding, as have many other pastors in churches, that it's all gonna take time, and it's all gonna look very different, and it's all gonna change. And there'll be those who run back to church, those who walk back, those who crawl back, and maybe some people who won't come back. But I can tell you something, there's gonna be some new people who'll be back and who'll be in church maybe for the first time. Let me remind you that Jesus has risen. Our Savior is still alive. Jesus has risen. And the church will rise again. The church in all of its mission and all of the things that it's doing. And bear in mind that there have still been things going on even in this church uh, throughout the last five months. I believe that we're in a process. It will take time. But we need to get on with the mission regardless. We need to get on with the things that Jesus has asked us to do. We still can do so many things. We're more connected now than we've ever been in the world. We have ways to connect with people. I'm so grateful for things like technology. Two cameras set up in here today. Lights to get us lit on. All sorts of things that we can do to make sure that church goes on and can encourage us to keep searching out for Jesus. Let's just pray as we finish off today. Father, we thank you that you are with us. You never leave us, you never forsake us. We thank you that you are in this building today. We thank you for Resurrection Sunday. Father, we thank you that this today, in a manner of speaking, is like a Resurrection Sunday where the church gathers together in person again. And Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to meet together. We thank you for each other. We thank you... For being able to see each other's faces to hear each other's voices father for the joy of fellowship for the blessing of fellowship lord we thank you for that and lord we just pray that you continue with us in our mission your mission and help us to rise to the challenge of being not just the disciples seated in a locker room but father the disciples as they spilled out into the streets in acts two where people marveled at what was happening And people began to ask questions about what was happening with this group of people. 120 people fueled up, filled up and inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so Father we pray for your church today. Not just this church but the church in West Lothian. Father the church in our nation. Father the churches across the world. Father we pray that your church would rise out of the ashes of coronavirus and walk down. And Father that you would help us to be what you plan for us to be. Lord as we continue to Uh, Think about the vision and mission of the church. Lord, we pray that you would unfold these things in your pace and at your time. Lord, help us not to drag our heels or try to run ahead of you. Father, help us to step forward intentionally, purposefully, meaningfully um, at at the pace which you want us to go. And so, Father, I just pray a blessing of every family that's represented uh, today, either in the building, in our living rooms or wherever we are, Father, for those who are part of the church, for those who are joining us in church online who may be not part of this church, Lord, we pray your blessing on every family. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Okay, thank you. Uh, I probably missed a few slides there on the way, but uh, great to see everyone. Remember that church online will uh, continue. Uh, the, the booking system for church coming along will be refreshed. Um, and. Uh, get yourself booked in for for next Sunday as soon as you can. Thank you and uh, good to see you.